There's a seal evolving into a dugong gong. Uh, <laughs> the depression is so good. Dugong's so fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the newest official middle-aged podcast on the platform. It's To Kill a Deli Bird, and we're middle-aged because we are now at 30 episodes. We are past half a year, 30 episodes. That feels like a long, long time. This is the podcast, as as you may know, if you've been listening where we watch the Pokemon. We watch the show, and then we talk about the show. We pick it apart. We laugh at things that are stupid and funny. There's there's, there's both in there. It's a, it's a well-rounded show. And then uh, we uh, we compare it to some classic literature, and it, it uh, I've never heard of the books, but it makes it uh, never makes any sense. <laughs> uh, I'm Kellen. I'm the one that actually knows things about Pokemon. And as usual, I'm uh, joined by my co-host. It's Graham. Graham, how are you doing? I am doing great. So much to unpack there. Yes, I, I we do compare Pokemon to classic literature. I'm the one who tries to do that. It's kind of like cartwheeling through a, a ring of flames. But the, the ring of flames is uh, somehow composed of raccoons and has nothing to do with fire. That is how abstract and strange of an exercise it feels sometimes. So I hope yeah. you're into that. Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed. But all of my intros, every time I enter the podcast, it's completely off the cuff. And I um, I, th- I think it's Michael Scott that says in the office where I don't know what I'm saying. I just hope I'll find the words along the way. That's that's me doing all the intros. <laughs> that is every, Michael every Scott. Other week. Yeah, it's Michael Scott. Very strange flex. Look how good he is at improvising nowadays, folks. <laughs> Come not along at way. all. <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> uh, is that really the definition of middle-aged? 30? Well, I'm not 30 yet. So, yes. <laughs> I think it might be, but like I often say middle aged to refer to people in their fifties. It's like fifties, yeah. Forty five to fifty somewhere I, I, in I there. I think middle aged was thirties, and now that lifespans are a bit longer, maybe it's forties or fifties now. I'm not really sure. If you if you wanna if you wanna go the technical route, it's like forty because a lifespan is is more suggested to like 80 or whatever i have no source on that that's that is just what i think yeah i think it's off the top of my there. head but Late it's about 70s, that i think yeah 70s 80s well if it's 70 then 35 is middle age oh that's you're so a fucking true. you're an old ass bastard i'm not 35 oh you're yeah, you're somewhere in there <laughs> somewhere you're in close there. enough you're closer to it than i am that's very true because i'm older than you <laughs> yeah that's how <laughs> age someday works. you'll be closer when we're uh, all past a tech yeah i guess so unless you die tragically <laughs> unless you explode I unless you try to have combust. a pokemon battle above a volcano and the person changes mm. the rules to include inside the volcano and he yeah. pulls you down and you die yeah that's uh a non-zero chance of that happening i don't think and that's <laughs> it's unlikely but it's non-zero so I think. before we talk about pokemon let's get a few kellen reviews out of the way a few <laughs> uh, not to date the episode but a few things have been going on that uh are not really related, but uh, at all part of the but, zeitgeist. They're part of the zeitgeist. We don't shy away from things that aren't related whatsoever. Well, that's true. So first of all, Pikmin Four came out last Beautiful. Friday. Kellen, you've been digging into Pikmin. I don't know anything about Pikmin aside from playing Olimar and Smash Brothers. Uh, I never played a Pikmin game, but Pikmin Four is Missing sounding. Out. It's sounding like a crowd pleaser. People are loving it. How are you finding it? It's very good. Um, I have a couple complaints with it. 
pretty solid complaints. Uh, they limited you to how many types of Pikmin you can have out on the field at one time, which I think is stupid. I think if I want to have all eight types of Pikmin in my squad at once, that that is my God-given right as a tax-paying citizen. <laughs> Do you pay taxes? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I paid income tax last year. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. My other one is that, so in Pikmin games prior, you start the game, and your limit to how many Pikmin you can have in the field is 100, right? Okay. At the start of this game, your limit is 20. And in order to increase that limit, you have to find what they call Flarlicks. You have to find a Flarlick and bring it back to the Onion, which is the Pikmin's home, and it'll absorb the Flarlick, and it'll increase that limit by 10. At first, I didn't know how I feel about that change, but I actually kind of like it. It's, a, it's an interesting mechanic. If you find enough Flarlicks, you could increase that limit up to 100. My problem with this, though, is there are more Flarlicks in the game than needed. You, you need eight to get up to 100, and there are well over eight. And so once you get more than eight, once you start bringing them back to the onion, it just it spits out nectar and potions. And it's like, well, what the hell is the point of all these other Flarlicks? And I get that they want you to be able to get up to that 100 limit, uh, no matter like what direction you take the game in. And so you're not just missing out on, on 50 available Pikmin by, taking, by going to the wrong area. I think if you're going to make an upgrade system like that, the cap should be however many there are in the game. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. They should almost have have different modes, like a, a mm -hmm. mode that limits it. You might be balancing the game around 100, but if I, as the player, go out of my way to find the other five that are in the game, my reward should be that I can have 150 on the field. Nintendo sometimes does this thing that I'm going to call the reverse Dark Souls. Where, like, yeah. Dark Souls gets criticized for having one way to play the game, and it's brutally hard. And Nintendo, when they have one way to play the game, it's too easy. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like it's yeah. like both sides <laughs> are kind of afraid of options, but for different reasons. That's the same thing with Pokemon. Like, po so yes, many issues with Pokemon, Pokemon would be fixed if you just gave us a difficulty option. Like, acknowledge that Nuzlocke is okay. I, yeah. I've heard that, like, that people at Game Freak don't, still don't even understand what Nuzlocke is. They think it's like a hack or something. But even, even just, like, up gym leader levels and give bosses an extra Pokemon or two and give them better movesets and held items. Like, make them more strategic. Like, yeah, bring the strategy in. Folks. It's, it's that's all. That's all we want. That's all we want. And and you could build it as options. I think that's what people yeah. want. Like, there's different kinds of players. I think like really making it accessible to all is is giving options, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so Pikmin Four came out on the Friday, and then same day, but I guess you would have gone to it a couple of days after the Barbie movie hit. I know you were Barbie. very excited for that. Barbie Let's hear so it. Let's hear it's the so good. That's my review. It's, what, it's incredible. You're a brilliant reviewer. We're hiring it's you incredible. at the New York Times. You're going to give in-depth <laughs> cutting analysis. Oh, my God. Mario Robbie is fantastic. Ryan Gosling is fantastic. I did not expect who the antagonist was. I thought it would be someone else going in. I was genuinely surprised. It is, uh, is biting-edge commentary on today's society. Isn't it Will Ferrell? That's who they want you to think. Oh. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. Okay. It's a master class in set design. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. The Barbie world is trailers. It's wild. Barbie looking. world is oh, chef's kiss. It's oh, beautiful. I haven't it's seen so it yet, inspired. but it's just it's refreshing to have like a a, a big budget comedy in theaters again. Mm -hmm. I realized what the the phrase I was trying to think of last week okay. to describe the Barbie movie is. <laughs> Let's hear. 
The one I was thinking of was tongue-in-cheek, but that is uh, not how I would describe the Barbie movie. Okay. Well, from trailers, I think that's an appropriate word, so Maybe, because I, look, I looked up the actual definition. I don't even remember what it, the actual definition was, but uh, I, it didn't feel like what I actually thought of the Barbie movie. But either way, Barbie movie, fantastic. Go see it. All right. I want more John Cena, though. Oh, my God. John Cena's in it? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. He, the, the story behind great. it is is great. It's like Margot. They were filming it, and Margot Robbie ran into John Cena like at a at cafe or something near near the set, and she was like, "Hey, do you want a cameo in the Barbie movie?" And he was like, "Yeah, of course I do." <laughs> and so they brought him on. That's it's awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I can see him being funny. He's funny as a peacemaker, a DC's peacemaker in the Suicide Squad and his <laughs> spinoff show, Peacemaker. He was also uh, Fred's dad in the critically acclaimed Fred the movie. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <Should I? laughs> Old internet. Oh. Uh, and YouTuber. John Cena was in it. Was in yeah. Fred the movie. You don't, you don't know Fred? He was I, the kid, I, the guy. coming back to me. Yeah, yeah, He's the, the kid. He's really high-pitched kid. voice. Yeah. yeah re- really annoying, right? Yeah, and then they made a movie, and John Cena played his imaginary dad. Oh, wow. Good it was on, great. Good on John Cena. And that was before John Cena became like a meme, so... He just did it because he could. All right. The third thing that came out, well, you know, the cultural phenomenon Barbenheimer. So we've got uh, the Oppenheimer movie. From what I understand, this is a heavy period piece uh, mm-hmm. dra- science drama that just uh, makes you feel like a sack of shit in all the right ways. <laughs> How did you like it, Kellen? It was good. I am definitely not as much of a drama person as I am a comedy person. I just like to laugh. Uh, sure. But it was it was good. It was long. Yeah, it's uh, like three, three hours. hours. Right? Yeah, it's very long, but it it's 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 good. It's interesting. I, I learned a decent amount about you know the building of the bomb and what all happened with it. So it was, it's quite interesting. And uh, Cillian, Cillian, or is it Killian? Killian, Cillian? I don't remember. I don't know. I I uh, don't know either. I think of I think it's Killian. Someone's C. Gonna Murphy. Us. Yeah. C. Murphy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, does a good job as Oppenheimer, and it's very. Good. Oh, he he's a very good actor. <laughs> my one uh, thing, my one thing going out of it, Albert Einstein's in the movie, right? Okay, it's just really funny because I know Albert Einstein looks like this with the you know the, the white hair and the big mustache and stuff, mm-hmm. but in amongst all of the other people in the movie, Albert Einstein looks like a cartoon character. Oh, because he's so like eccentric. Because that's just what he looks like. <laughs> Oh, I see, I see. So it's almost like one character is like a Muppet and everybody else is. It's like when your customized character goes into the (laughs) cutscene. Yeah, like the alternate skin is there. Yeah. Oh, man. Like in JRPGs, I always love to like have like a cat sitting on my head or something. Mm -hmm. And then so when it it shows you and it's like super heavy, like they're about to devour the world. What do you think, Elf? (laughs) Because I always name my character Elf. That turns over there and there's like a cat on his head. Moving on, we've got something a little different for this week. As you may know, Graham has uh, done some good work putting in a lot of effort into some beautiful lists of, you know, podcasts to listen to and top 10 worst holidays, stuff like that. They've always been fantastic. But I don't know about you guys. I think Graham deserves a little bit of a break this week, right? Oh, thank you. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know about you guys, but I'm fucking sick of it. (laughs) I'm taking over this joint. This is definitely not because Graham came to me and was like, I don't know what I'm doing with it this week. I was like, okay, (laughs) I'll take over. The theme of these episodes is water. What the hell can I do about water? (laughs) Shout me out in the comment if you can make a funny list about water. Best podcast to drink while staying hydrated. 
Oh, obviously. There you go. That would have been good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so going back a couple of weeks to the uh, episode, The Ultimate Test, there was a, a bit of a quiz in there that I uh, gave to Graham. And it was I thought it was quite fun because Graham doesn't know anything about Pokemon. And so I thought it'd be fun to take that and run with it. Now, this idea is completely half-baked, so bear with me on this. But I have devised a uh, six-question quiz for you this week, Graham. Very fun. I call this the first in a series I like to call the quiz of topics decreasingly related to today's episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So they'll, they'll start related, and they'll get... A lot more unrelated as we go Ooh, on. Oh, I like it. It's like fun. an adventure away from the episodes mm-hmm. in quiz format. Very into this. Also, right. I just thought of a podcast you could listen to while getting <laughs> hydrated. Electra, light me up. Hey. Oh, okay. So there are six questions in this quiz. I'll be generous. If you get three correct, you will receive a passing score. Oh, so it's hard. I would say so, yeah. Now, are these so, Pokemon related or, or all over the place? Uh, you'll see. Okay. <laughs> That's too much information. <laughs> Got it. All right. Six questions. Question number one. The entire Squirtle line of Pokemon are featured in today's first episode. What number in the Pokedex is Blastoise placed at? Ooh, okay. What number? Blastoise is the evolution of Squirtle, so it's going to be either three, six, or nine. And I think it's Bulbasaur first. So I'm going to go with six. Final answer. Ah, nine. You oh, almost had it. I the sequence close. is always grass, fire, water. Oh, but I was right. Oh, I was right that grass is first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's close. <laughs> Question number two. These two episodes are all about water and water type Pokemon. How many water type Pokemon exist as of generation nine pre-DLC? What? <laughs> now, now, I will be polite here. You get a range of eight on either side. So if you were to okay. say, for example, 50, that would cover 42 through 58 if you get it bang on i'll give you an extra point just for fun how how many pokemon are there total about a thousand thirteen okay uh and water type i believe is the first or second most common type right i'll tell you that much okay i'll I'll say a hundred 159 whoa 159 that's quite a lot it's got a lot of representation there's i mean there's a lot of water in every region that's true it's the earth man lots of water Oh, for two. This is uh, rough. This is tough. Play along at home, folks. Try to beat me. I'm (laughs) sure you can. Question number three. Today's second episode is entitled The Misty Mermaid, which is a clear reference to the fairy tale and Disney film The Little Mermaid, which recently received a live action remake. What is the film's current critic score on Rotten Tomatoes? (laughs) Oh, my God. These questions are wild. (laughs) I'll Uh, give you a a range of three on either end. (laughs) Okay. The current critic score, (laughs) I think that it wasn't super well liked, but it it wasn't completely blasted either. I think it was probably like low middle. I'm going to say 45. No, 67. Oh, it was higher than I thought. Yeah. Audience score is like 90 something, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's not bad. I heard it's fine. Yeah. I haven't seen it, though. I don't really have an interest in it. Yeah, I mean, this whole, like, Disney live action stuff is like, there's so many of them. Make something new. Jesus Christ. All right, 0 for 3. You can uh, can pull this back if you get these last three correct. Ready? Question (laughs) 4. What critic score do I got to remember next? (laughs) Question 4. The Squirtle line are clearly based on the real-life animal of the turtle. How many species of turtle exist in the real world? (laughs) 
Holy fuck. This is an approximate number sourced from Encyclopedia Britannica, and as such, you will receive a range of 10 on either side. 2,000. No, 356. Oh, I went way high. <laughs> I really overestimated the turtles. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is rough. Uh, let me get those last two. I, I'm going to make a quiz for you next time. <laughs> that's like, there are rocks in my garden. How many rocks are there? <laughs> Oh, you said five thousand, and eh, I counted them all. It's ten thousand six hundred and fifty-two. <laughs> one of my one of my first questions I thought of that I didn't use was how many Pokemon related amiibo do I own? <laughs> it's like so, eleven, I think. So specific. <laughs> all right, question number five: Blastoise and Water are typically depicted as blue, one of the primary colors. Speaking of primary colors, the first Pikmin game featured three types of Pikmin, one for each primary color. How many types of Pikmin exist as of Pikmin 4? <laughs> oh my god, you're right about getting away from the episode. <laughs> it's like the question sort of. Uh, okay, types of Pikmin. So I know that in one of the Smash I gave you Brothers, three. So there were the three, and then I remember there were two more. There was like a fat purple and like a skinny white. And then uh, they they would have added some more in this one. I think there's like an ice Pikmin now or something. So I'm going to go seven. Ooh, you're one game off. It's nine. Oh. <laughs> it was red, blue, and yellow. They added purple and white in two, rock and wings in three, and now ice and glow in four. So I'm remembering the uh, purple and white ones yeah. from Brawl. From two. Yeah. Yeah. Ten if you count Bulbman. Uh, Eleven if you're insane and count both Bulbman and Mushroom Pikmin, which you shouldn't. Why? But They're a fundamentally different species? Pretty much, yeah. You're insane, folks. Bulbman are like a, a parasitic Pikmin, and Mushroom Pikmin are corrupted. They're not really. The Bulbman. Corrupted by Sauron's forces. Yeah, pretty much. All right. And the final question in today's quiz of topics decreasingly related to today's episode uh, what year was the Yamaha XS650 first revealed? <laughs> the, the yeah, wh what is that? It's a motorcycle. It's a I motorcycle. Think. I was like, is that a motorcycle or a keyboard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lost. Where, where, where does motorcycles come in? They don't. <laughs> the topic gets decreasingly Yamaha, related to the episode. Okay, this has I, absolutely nothing to do with anything else we're talking about. This today. is like a 70s dirt bike. I'm going to go 75. Ooh, close, actually. 69. Ah, oh. nice. <laughs> At least my logic wasn't too far off. But... Oh. Well, you know, I thought you would actually get one of these questions right. I thought you'd get the blast. What number is Blastoise at in the post? I mean, expert, that one I had the best close. shot at getting right. That one I was down to 50 50, right? Yeah. The rest was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, I cannot pass your strange numerist school. <laughs> it's fun. I love it. That was a great time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was fun. <laughs> Let's do it again. Let let us know. Let us know what you think about that. We're not gonna do that every week. Uh, Graham's oh, lists God, are still no. a good thing. It's <laughs> still a lot of fun. But you know, once in a while, I'll bust out the uh, the quiz format. I, I like your quiz. The part I'm lamenting about is is the pain of failure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say you're not meant to pass. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's let's talk some Pokemon. The episodes, shall we? Right, so you set it up. These Pokemon are about water. The first one, episode 62, Beach Blankout Blastoise, followed by The Misty Mermaid. These episodes are mediocre. They're filler. <laughs> they are filler. It, it, <laughs> they're okay, but like, man, after the high of Volcanic oh. Panic, 
These just felt me, like a, so oh, these felt like a letdown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these were like how how people are talking about the Marvel movies after Endgame. Like these yeah. are just not gonna live up. <laughs> we were building up very slowly to proper progress for Riddle Me This and Volcanic Panic, and now that we reached that peak, we've plummeted right back down. Oh yeah, we're we're in that bath that Blaine suggests healing up. So let's jump into episode sixty-two, Beach Blankout Blastoise. Fun name, fun title. Very fun to say. name. So we start with the last time on Pokemon of last, last week's time episodes. on Dragon Ball Pokemon, and it takes like literally like two minutes or something. So it's just yeah, so they just, just tell us the whole plot of last episode. Go go listen to uh, our last TCAD episode, uh, Charizard, it's a fire, Blonte's Inferno, whatever you want to call it. That one will give you the lowdown on Volcanic Panic. But the show gives you the recap in case you missed the one actually like really good episode, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. But now to our featured presentation, let's get back to what we're all here for. It's the filler. The gang are running to catch the last ferry off of Cinnabar Island, but as they are rushing to catch that boat, they get intercepted by a war turtle. And so war turtle is the uh, you know Ash pulls out the uh, the Pokedex. Brock says it's a rare Pokemon. The deck says that he's got a long tail, this which is a symbol of its age and wisdom. It doesn't look smart. <laughs> Ash, it's yeah, standing right yeah, there. I didn't really know if that wisdom was a thing with with War Turtle. Well, yeah, you crack open the shell and you count how many rings, and that's how wise it is. Mm, so true. Obviously. Kind of yeah. cruel. Do you at least buy him a new one? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, War Turtle is the uh, evolved form of Squirtle. It's the middle evolution. It's basically slightly larger Squirtle. Darker skin, uh, and then gets some like ear tuft things. That's, the, that's yeah, and it. his tail's a little flowier. Gets yeah. fluffy tail. Yeah, it's like a fancy squirtle. Fancy squirtle. Yeah, but it's a uh, it's panicking about something pretty bad. P- Pikachu pulls out Squirtle on his own to communicate with him. Uh, very cute. Pikachu's like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, <laughs> hold up. Don't talk to me. You want to talk to Squirtle. He's the guy you're want. You're gonna to want to talk to about this. And so he brings out Squirtle. Now this is interesting that Pikachu isn't understanding him. Bulbapedia points out in previous episodes the Pokemon talk to each other regardless that they're a different species, almost implying like this is a this is a screw up or an error. I don't think this is a continuity error. I no. think that these War Turtles all live on their own island. I think he just has a thick accent. <laughs> and, and Pikachu's not quite sure, so he's getting Squirtle to double check things. I'm walking It's a pizza pie. <laughs> it's like an island of angry New York war turtles. <laughs> but no, I took this as Pikachu can understand him, but he's like, Squirtle's the one that can actually help you with this. Squirtle will yeah, understand that. what, yeah, you're, yeah, what yeah. you're dealing with a lot better. I think that's a better interpretation. And so uh, Squirtle busts out the Squirtle Squad's sunglasses. I don't think we've seen that in a long time. And he's on the case. <laughs> Great. I love it. I love this. Squirtle takes in the information, pulls out the sunglasses, and he's like, time to work. Let's fucking go. It's just like he goes into like Magnum PI mode or something. <laughs> <laughs> so he and War Turtle jump into the water. They're swimming off. Ash and the gang. Just blasting out to see. Behind a light. On a boat, dragged by the uh, the water Pokemon. And they're arriving at an island that isn't on the map and looks like a giant Squirtle shell. Cool looking Meanwhile, island. Team Rocket is following behind in the Gyarados sub. Yeah, and they're getting a little tired. Meowth goes, uh, my paws need a pause. (laughs) I I never get sick of Meowth's cat puns. (laughs) I know probably the audience does. I love them. 
there's there's one that he says uh, in this episode that I think it's meowth. We heard this one like last episode. Shut up. Oh yeah. When, yeah whenever yeah. he says, "Open my big meowth." Open like, my oh, big meowth. That yeah. one's that one's tired. Meowth. Put I it away. still like it. <laughs> You're number one in my hearts, Meowth. And so they they arrive at this island and they find a bunch of Squirtle and Wartortle scattered around the beach. They're all in their shells. Everyone's asleep. What yeah, a disaster! Bro- Brock listens to the shell. They're just—they're not dead. They're just sleeping. At first, Thank they're God. like, "They're like, look at all the bodies, the horror." It's been a—it's a Squirtle genocide. <laughs> Who could have done this? Day of the living Squirtles. Let's burn them alive before they turn into Squirtle <laughs> zombies. And then Squirtle takes off his sunglasses and he goes, "It looks like these Squirtles have been turned into." And then he puts it back on. Turtle soup, and then we go to the big, uh, da, big da. wide shot. Yeah. yeah! Oh, that was Pokemon brilliant. Pokemon CSI. <laughs> Won't get fooled again. CSI Canto. Yeah. <laughs> we see a big, big shell on a rock, and we see that it's a Blastoise. It seems like a pretty big fucking Blastoise, but Blastoise is up there. That is the fully evolved form of Squirtle. It is basically giant Squirtle with cannons on his back. That's exactly sweet. what he is, and he's kind of badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, called Kamex in Japanese. I also like that name, Kamex. I don't know you why. Know, I don't really know what has it means. One giant cannon on his back, and then he gets two little ones on his arms. Yo, dog, we heard you like it's cannons. <laughs> he can shoot from his arms. Pew, 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 pew. That is pretty cool. It's awesome. Although it'd be cool if he kept his two cannons and then got a, a third huge one. Like just <laughs> cannons everywhere. Like cannons out of his feet. Like his tail can be a cannon. He could just be a big cannon. <laughs> he just turns into a <laughs> cannon. He he loses sentience while he's involved. He's just a cannon. Ash runs up to hug this Blastoise. He's like, I thought I'd never see a Blastoise in my <laughs> Yeah, this life. is funny. Ash's, Ash's impulse is just to give the sleeping shell Blastoise a hug. <laughs> So he does so, and he falls asleep. And so Squirtle investigates the situation as well. He also falls asleep, and they can't get Ash to wake up. There's something something strange going on. So Misty has Pikachu go for an electroshock alarm clock, which I don't I don't think I have to say this, but that ain't a move. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it so many times in the show. It's a show only move. <laughs> electroshock alarm clock. I mean, it's fun to say. Yeah, it totally, it, it removes sleep and causes damage. Mm-hmm. Although all attacks remove sleep, don't they? No. No? I thought if you attacked someone who's sleeping, they woke up. Is no. that not in Pokemon? No. That must be in a different RPG then. Wake Up Slap does it. I, <laughs> Wake it Up Slap? Move. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dunk your head in water move. <laughs> there might be another move or two that do it, but I don't. I can't think of any else, any others other than Wake Up Slap. But uh, Electro-Strock Alarm Clock wakes them all up. And yeah, get so a- Ash is saying he heard exposition. a sound from the Blastoise and fell Sounded asleep. Sounded kind of familiar. Kind of familiar. Hmm. Hmm. What could that be? So now they have a goal. They need to wake up the Blastoise, and they want help from the uh, War Turtles and Squirtles. This is Operation Wake Up begins. Yeah, they're not going to leave this island until they wake up Blastoise. Team Rocket's planning on grabbing them all because that's Team Rocket, whatever. It's a Blastoise bonanza. And there's other shellicious Pokemon. And then we get Brock telling the uh, the story with cute little pictures. Like oh, a picture this is book. great. This island is the kingdom for turtle Pokemon that live under Blastoise. Ooh. Blastoise went for a swim a few days ago and didn't return home. Eventually, Squirtle and Wartortle pulled him ashore and everyone fell asleep. Can turtles breathe underwater? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to no. look that up. I don't know. This I sounds like a stupid so. question. I don't know that. 
No, maybe I think they do. Can turtles breathe underwater? Sea, sea turtles, turtles cannot. cannot breathe underwater. That is mm. ironic. Yeah. They can hold their breath for long periods of time. Okay. As long as two hours. We're learning. We're learning today. This is an educational podcast. Good for us. So yeah, that war turtle from the beginning of the episode had uh, gone away searching for um, something, probably uh, whatever. Uh, he came Food. back, saw what happened. Went for help. He was, yeah, he was searching for a cigarette. Doubloons. Doubloons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's the dad. He went out <laughs> he for He finally cigarette. came back with the milk. He was trying Aww. to ditch them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's so rude. Brock takes this opportunity to be like, wow, I'm a Pokemon breeder. This is, this could be an, op- an excellent opportunity for you, for me. He's suddenly dressed as a doctor. Yeah, and he is a physical to Blastoise. And Blastoise wakes up and we did it. That's the episode. Yay, Good job, everybody. we solved the goal. He wakes up, and we see his cannon is plugged with something. There's something wrong with his cannon. And it's that some... something has an ear. <laughs> and it's pink. Yes. And Ooh. round. Okay. Hmm. Squirtle gives and, it a little poke. Uh, Brock and Misty have more or less figured it out at this point. Like, they figure it yeah, out really quickly. Yeah. But I don't think Ash does. No, <laughs> Like, he not. seems a little bit un- unclear of what's going on. He does not understand anything unless it is physically right in front of him he has very poor object permanence in a way like he he is a baby yeah like if you were like peekaboo ash would be like where'd you go where'd you go (laughs) yes this is jigglypuff and we get a performance she sings it's beautiful Everyone passes out. Still stuck in Blastoise's cannon. She, she's yes. singing. So that's just like her reaction. Out. She's stuck there. And instead of being like, hey, help me out, she just she's just stuck in the cannon and singing. <laughs> so how, how did she get stuck in the cannon in the first place? Who knows? That's what, what I want to see. What was doing like, in the ocean? Well, was it in the ocean or did she get stuck in and then he was going out to ocean and then he she woke up from the water? So I, I'm thinking that they actually met in a club, okay? <laughs> and Jigglypuff got smashed, fell asleep inside the cannon. She's like, oh, this is cozy. Like her and Blastoise are just rave buddies. They were just going hard. <laughs> That's fan art. I want that. Where's my notebook? Yeah, they're at like some EDM festival with the glow sticks. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long time since I wrote down something onto the fan art list. Well, there you go. Glad to contribute. Team Rocket see their opportunity because uh, it's it's any time Pokemon's on screen. Uh, We get a basic motto, but I thought visually this was actually quite nice. I like this. Oh, okay. Because it's it's very different. It's very distinct. All I, don't know how to describe I it, was they kick different. it off by "We'll grab Pokemon in a snap before you wake up from your nap." Which that I too. Liked. That was also good. Also, Meowth ends it with "Meowth, good night." <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, the rest of the chat was the same. What what was visually different? I didn't quite catch that. It's hard to explain because I'm really bad at explaining things. Okay. <laughs> um, but you just have to watch it. It just looks. It's very animated. It's not just them standing there. So Meowth volunteers himself to be the one to go grab Blastoise and then immediately laments the fact that he's yeah, this, the one that has to go get Yeah, this is where we get Blastoise. your tired line. Had to go and open my open big my Meowth. Open my big Meowth. 
Jigglypuff puts Meowth to sleep. They uh, they reel him in. They had him on a, well, on a well, yeah. fishing so, roll. So, so Meowth like, is going to the island. He's he's strapped like a rope to himself, and he's going to the island. I don't know. Like, he's, Are they thinking he's going to like pole blast? He's, like, he's kind of <laughs> small. I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, he falls asleep, and then they have to reel him back in. And, and he's just getting like pulled through the water. Poor Meowth. He's out like a lox, they say. I don't know what that means. No time for a cat nap. So they'll use the Gyarados grabber. Well, and, and James like just like chucks me out here. It's like yeah, kind he of just brutal. Throws he just throws him. <laughs> You're useless. It's <laughs> animal abuse. What the heck, Team Rocket? So the Gyarados grabber is a large plunger on a rope, and they uh, they use it to lock Blastoise in the jaws of the Gyarados up. It actually works. It grabs it, it pulls it in. And... Do, do you like how sometimes Team Rocket's gadgets are as simple as a plunger, and yeah. other times they are like a giant robot? <laughs> 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 and, the, and they act like it's the same level of effort, either way. <laughs> <laughs> we tied a rope to this plunger versus <laughs> we built a giant Kangaskhan mech. <laughs> Yes, we have innovated in the field of robotics that would take <laughs> years and years and millions of dollars. <laughs> so Ash is woken up, but uh, Blastoise is missing. We notice Blastoise is missing. The uh, Squirtle and the War Turtle all panic until Squirtle gets them to shut up and gives them an impassioned, motivational speech. I love this from Squirtle. Oh, yes. He is giving it its all. The sunglasses really kick everything off. We have no idea what he said, but I... I'm inclined to believe him. <laughs> yeah, I would really like to understand that too, but it, it's got the power. It's got that sort of like American football TV show locker yeah. room energy where they're <laughs> like, look, we may not stand a chance and all the odds are against us, but we're going to go out there and we're going to put our all into it. We're and when fight. we throw the football, it is not just a football. It is our freedom. <laughs> and we are going to score more points than the other team. And those numbers are going to look higher on the scoreboard than the numbers that the other team's <laughs> scoreboard says. Here's yeah! with me. On three. They, uh, they finally notice this massive-ass trail in the sand where it would, it would definitely seem that a Blastoise has been dragged through it. And we get, a, I noted, a really fun horn tune as oh, yeah. the Squirtle and yeah, like a marching off into the ocean. Loved that. I actually couldn't name the song, but it is like a classic marching tune, right? Like I that think so. ants go marching or something. It's not that one, but it's like something like that. Last week we had two good episodes for soundtrack. I think these two are really solid for soundtrack as well. They're There's... solid, and and it's different ways than the yeah. last ones, which is good. Which is cool. Like this one's got some epic music, but also has some of the original fun horn stuff. The next episode just has like the really kick-ass the orchestral. Music, but... Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that too. But it, yeah, it's got some. Floofy orchestra music. Team Rocket celebrate their victory with some orange drink, and uh, <laughs> they get concerned yeah, as they're to celebrating so quickly as to who will get the credit for catching this Blastoise. Oh man, Jesse's like, I should get the credit. I pressed the button. Meow uh, says you couldn't catch a cold. No, that was to James. Because oh, James right. didn't do and shit. Then, and then James says, Pokemon art for Pokemon Meowth. <laughs> mm, that I, I really makes you think. This is a nonsense sentence. <laughs> kind of. Well, he's he's being humanist. It's, yeah. it's sort of a speciesist <laughs> point of view. Yeah, he's, speciesist. Saying, he's saying only Pokemon can steal Pokemon. I mean, only humans can steal Pokemon. Pokemon theft is uh, an open, welcoming community. <laughs> it's an inclusive career choice. Yeah. <laughs> But this argument makes James 
once again kick a Pokemon. He kicks Meowth into the hull of the ship. This time does not cause the Pokemon to evolve, notably. It does cause the ship to leak and Jigglypuff to perk up and start singing, and they fall asleep, and the sub sinks. And they die. It's very much like the SSN episode. Mm-hmm. Team Rocket ends up at the bottom of the ocean. And so the uh, the Squirtle and the Water Gun dive down to retrieve the Gyarados sub. Did you say the Squirtle to... and the Water Gun? Did I say Water Gun? Yeah. Squirtle oh. and the War Turtles. Squirtle and the War Turtle drive dive down. They drive down to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> they, they, they haul into their Jeep. And they drive down. Uh, it's like the uh, that Muppets movie where they drive across the ocean by map. <laughs> they, they stop at an underwater gas station for directions, <laughs> turn right at Bikini Bottom, and there you go. No, they don't stop at, at gas station for directions. Squirtle would never ask for directions. He's too no, manly for he, that. He does have that energy. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody with these sunglasses would ask for directions. You're lost, he- Squirtle. Just admit it. I know where I'm going. We've been driving in circles for three hours. And I definitely don't need those IKEA instructions when I'm building a cabinet. <laughs> So they dive down to the bottom of the ocean to retrieve the Gyarados stuff. They pull it out. They save Team Rocket. Ash, Misty, and Pikachu are doing the chest pumps to pump the water out of Jesse, James, and Meowth. Uh, I noted uh, Brock's vest. It's a noticeably incorrect color. Ooh, what color was it? Uh, it was like dark blue or something. Like a really dark oh. gray, blue, something like Maybe that. Maybe his I don't know. A vest is a ditto. Hear me out. Oh. They're all dittos. <laughs> They've invaded. I'm just convinced there's dittos everywhere. You cannot trust anybody. What is the government hiding from us, folks? Everything. Wow. I never they thought I would everything. say, what is the government hiding from <laughs> us on a podcast? But uh, yeah, this, is, what, this is where song, my life people. has gone. <laughs> and so they, they save Jesse and James and Meant's lives. James is grateful. Jesse's not. She says, oh, yeah. how dare She's you like, be how grateful dare you that save they saved our life <laughs> because they are the enemy and so it's not allowed. So the tur- the turtles all stare menacingly at them and they, they run into the sub. They're, they're going to run away until they uh, transform yeah, hold on to your the shelves. sub. Let's put the pedal to the metal. They're back into, in the sub. They activate ATV mode and the sub gets treads and big hands and we get more good music. This was more it, good it, music. It gets those, those tickle robot arms. Yeah. So the Squirtle and the War Turtle try to water gun it. That's where water gun comes in in my nose. They try to water gun mm. it away. Does nothing. Uh, one of them says, why should we stop when we're having such a blast, toys? <laughs> oh. Woo-hoo. So our Squirtle, our Squirtle Squad Squirtle, gets knocked around as the, uh, as the all the others get chased around. Blastoise needs to wake up. It's very, uh, I would have liked the Benny Hill theme song right here while they're running. And you get the squirtles running back and forth. And Ash realizes that they need to wake up Blastoise. He has Squirtle and Pikachu go for this really cool hydroelectrical current combo attack. Are there combined moves in the games ever? Not Gen 1. Gen 5 introduces Fire Pledge, Water Pledge, and Grass Pledge, which actually do other effects if used together in double battles. Oh, so specific moves, but it's not like yeah. it's not like they just have like random moves be able to combine. No. Okay. No. It's very like Chrono Trigger. I, I don't know if you've played Chrono Trigger, the no. old Super Nintendo RPG, but you can like cut like if you use two moves, uh, certain moves will like combine and make like a double move or a triple move. You can find different combinations. Pretty pretty, pretty hype cool. shit. Pretty but yeah, cool. this uh this combo move the a jet of water sprays out the electricity 
wraps itself around it. It's pretty it's pretty neat. Causes Jigglypuff to launch out of the cannon and right into the Gyarados sub with Team Rocket. And Ash finally realizes that it was Jigglypuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's Who Jigglypuff. <laughs> Blastoise wakes up to more good music, I noted. And uh, they're, they're just using all of the really good repeated music cues in this episode. The ones they use every once in a while. They're just using all of them. They just pulled out all the stops on this one. He grabs the sub and stops it in its tracks. He's holding it. Yeah, I love this shot. Down. Like, he, he's holding it like a, like a kaiju, right? Like he looks mm-hmm. like a Godzilla kind of bearing down with this tank. Blastoise is the bomb. He's all right. I don't know. That's what Brox is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Blastoise is, I think, my least favorite of the three Kanto starters. So it's still cool, though. So probably me, too, just because I've always been a Venusaur simp, and, and Charizard is a fucking dragon. Charizard's <laughs> overrated, but he's also really fucking But cool. he's also a fucking dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like a medieval childhood story dragon. So that's hard to compete with. Mm-hmm. Um, but Blastoise is also cool. Yeah, he would be number yeah. three for me, but he's still a, a turtle with cannons. So yeah. that goes it's pretty hard. Pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Not gonna <laughs> yeah. lie. Pretty sweet. I don't know. How, how how bad's your neighborhood? My neighborhood's so bad the turtles have guns. <laughs> oh. Only in America. <laughs> That's the ponds. Oh, there's a real bad pond down the street. <laughs> So uh, Team Rocket goes to grab Blastoise, but he destroys the arm, and it's great. And all the others come into Water Gun. Blastoise does a Hydro Pump to blast him away. These moves are never named. I'm just guessing what they are, because it makes yeah, sense to me. Yeah, it's a Hydro Pump. Yeah. And that's but, basically uh, what the whole episode was leading up to. Like, you know that even in the title, there's a Blastoise in here. You're like, guess I'll wait for the Hydro Pump. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so inside the sub, Jigglypuff. Puts Team Rocket to sleep again, and the sub falls into the ocean. Now, this I love, because the, ga- the gang is like, oh my god, Jigglypuff's still in the sub. Early in the episode, <laughs> yeah. they make sure to save Jesse and James and Meowth. Right. right. This time, they're like, grab Jigglypuff, leave the others to die. That That's is it. their exact words. They say, yeah. <laughs> Team Rocket has crossed us one too many times. We saved them. They didn't appreciate them. We will them. save them once we per episode. We shall leave no them more. to their watery coffin at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> so Squirtle goes in for the save. Some explosion happens. They uh, may all be dead, but Squirtle emerges from the water with Jigglypuff on his back. She sings. Of course, they sleep. She's upset. She draws. It's typical. She is constantly singing this episode. Never stops singing. Not at all. And so everyone wakes up eventually. Uh, Brock notes. I was hoping you wrote this down because I don't know if I even understood this right, if this is the right word. But he says Jigglypuff's a real Hokasu. Uh, I don't remember that. Uh, I don't even know check. if that's the right word. No, I did not write it down. I didn't think it was a Japanese word. I thought... Oh. oh, no, I did write it down. Sorry, that was a whole lot of rambling for nothing. Yes, Come he on, said Frank. Jigglypuff's a real Picasso. Mm. He's he's doing a Picasso. pun on Picasso, but with Pokemon. Oh, Picasso. Picasso, but oh. Picasso. Yeah. That Okay, I thought that was some Japanese like his, word. No, no, it's a <laughs> Spanish. Right, Picasso is Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but he's doing a pun on Picasso's name with Poke Casa. Okay, that makes yeah. more sense. <laughs> but uh, wow. so Brock says, you look, uh, Jigglypuff's a real Picasso. Uh, Misty says, I don't think this is funny. I look like a cartoon character. So good. 
And then Ash, a cartoon character like that could ever happen. And they all look in the camera and they jump and do a high five freeze frame. (laughs) And they all look in the camera and then get sucked out of your TV. (laughs) Reality and cartoon has merged. (laughs) The cartoon characters know what they are. What are we? Anime technology was really something in the 90s. Oh, so true. So the gang head back to the mainland, looking forward to that eighth gym badge. We cut back to Team Rocket. They're really sick of everything. They're drifting away on the uh, in the ocean. They're Team Rocket's drifting off again. And yes, they're sick of humiliation, losing, and Meowth's just seasick. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and that's the episode. Up. Poor Mia. All right. So the next thing we do with every episode is we go into literary hour, which only lasts Ooh. like 30 seconds. Where, uh, I'll compare yeah, you, you what... have yet to hit that 60 minute mark. Well, we might have to do like a dedicated literary episode sometime. I'll pull back in my friend Ryan and we'll do some weird deep dive into a. Well, we were talking about analyzing the Pokemon theme song for a special episode at some point where we just uh, 60 minutes crack open the <laughs> lyrics to the theme song. But that's not what we're doing today. I'm just going to compare it to something from literature, try to try to take the themes. I'm going to grab something a little bit superficial, okay? <gasps> this episode is really about when something goes wrong and Jigglypuff is stuck in a pipe. And that causes a lot of problems. And that causes a bit of a situation that needs to be solved, right? So... I'm going to bring up the uh, classic children's book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, in which (laughs) Augustus Gloop gets stuck in a chocolate pipe. (laughs) He is drinking directly from a chocolate stream. He falls into the waterfall and gets stuck into the pipe to the fudge room. His weight blocks the chocolate from going into the pipe, and then the pressure's built up and sent Augustus shooting through the pipe like a bullet while everyone screams in terror. This is from the Wonka Fandom Wiki. I am reading the synopsis. <laughs> this is very serendipitous because I've actually been listening to a lot of the uh, 2005 Charlie and the Chocolate Factory soundtrack lately. Oh, very interesting. Just the Johnny Depp on a one, win. Right? Yeah, because it's way better than the Gene Wilder one. The soundtrack or the movie? No, the movie. I've never seen the 2005 one. I have That's seen the, the 70s People one. give it a lot of shit, but I think they're nostalgia blind over the uh, the original. The original one sucks so bad. It's the type of thing in that it's like just whatever you saw as a kid. Like, did you watch yeah. it as a kid? Because I watched it as a kid, so that is what I think of when I, I watched it as a kid. But I also watched the original one as a kid. I saw both. Right. As a oh, child. okay, you saw both. Huh. Yeah. The, well, the 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 2005 Johnny Depp one is way better. So I, I don't much better. Feel that strongly. Actually, I do. The book is better than all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you read more. I read the book. When I, I was believe young. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had yeah. it. I had it back doll. somewhere. Yeah, people yeah. read them. BFG, James book. and the Giant Peach. Yeah. Fantastic, Mr. Fox. But when you were saying you were going to go into, how did you describe it? Well, pipes? People getting stuck in a pipe? No, like uh, not not like classy or something, however you put it. Oh, just say it was surface level. Super surface special. level, something like that. Uh, and then you went with being stuck in pipes. I thought you were going to reference step-sibling porn. Oh. And stepsister, <laughs> what are you doing in the oven? I'm stuck in the washing machine. Help me, step-bro. <laughs> Our podcast really whiplashes in terms of content <laughs> rating because I was thinking like during this episode that like, oh, it's kind of like fun and innocent. We're actually just like, we're joking to Team Rocket's stupid puns. This podcast is always chill. And then you bring up step-sibling <laughs> porn. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I didn't make that connection until you started talking about being stuck in pipes. And I was like, oh God, is he going there? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I'm in a very, uh, I'm in an innocent mood, but uh, <laughs> that is 
funny, and I'm a little it's bit jealous that I didn't think of it. That I didn't think of it. Oh man! All right, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Good pull. I like that one. <laughs> I, and I thought that you thought that I was going to bring up Mario, <laughs> and you go straight to like big ass gangbang number seventy. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? I only watched for the story. I swear. Yes, we really like to analyze the plots of. Uh, Dicked down 27. <laughs> That's what we'll go into after uh, Pokemon is over. After we get, uh, Please, no. After we get through every generation. If we get through every generation, we will be uh, 90 years old and we will finally do a SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we, that is my dream through, to do the first four seasons of SpongeBob. If we get through every generation of Pokemon, I'm taking a nap. That's what I'm gonna do. That's fair. All right. We're gonna move on. Yes, we're gonna rate the episodes. So this is the four part of the plastic ping pong picture of objective rankings. We're gonna pull categories and then rank the episode based on those categories. It's random, so you know that means it's objective. And today's first category for Beach Blank Out Blastoise will be the Pokemon variety. So quite small, Small. it's one line of Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bunch of turtles. <laughs> At least you get all the turtles. Aside from the uh, ones you usually see, there's there there are two others, but they are also evolved forms of Squirtle. Uh, and they're all I'm part going, of the same. I'm line. going low. Uh, yeah, two, I'm like two. Well, I was saying I was going to say four. Okay, so that is a good. That is a good three. Nice and quick. And what's our second category? Category number two will be the perceived smell of the episode. Ooh, well, it smells like, like a one. beach. Turtles, though, you know, they're going to have, yeah, they're going to have a reek smell. I I do think that I can smell this episode. So that already (laughs) sets us at a higher score. I can, like, you know what what a beach smells like, this the salt from the water, the the forest, and, and Blastoise definitely has a smell. Like, do you think that guy cleans his shell regularly? No, no. I bet you there's a bit of a, a stank, but a kind of a, you know, a respectful smell. <laughs> a Godzilla-esque uh, pungency where you're like, I, I respect that thing. I'm not going to get too close to it. I think it smells like a beach, but the kind of beach that's not well kept and just smells like algae yeah, all over the place. And I agree. Seaweed and I agree. Yeah. So that that knocks it down quite a bit. I don't think turtles are going to smell very well, very good. I mean, they may smell well. I don't know how their sense of smell is, but they they don't probably don't smell good. Um, I'm going to take this one a a little bit differently where I'm still going to give it a high score because to me, perceived smell includes bad smells. If if I I can imagine the smell well, I'm going to bump it up. But uh, I think it's open to interpretation because I think we gave, you know, we might have given the muck episode really low <laughs> like because yeah. that would be <laughs> real bad. But uh, here, you know, I'm kind of in tune with the smells. They're making me, they're putting me in a good mood. They're not necessarily good smells, but they, they remind you of a good place, you know? Yeah. And my interpretation would be zero smells like literally shit. Ten smells like vanilla extract. And five is that middle ground of I don't I don't know. Okay. Doesn't smell good or that's bad. That's fair. I'm, I'm going to go with a seven. I'm going to go with a seven. Yeah. I'm saying three, so that's five. Oh, wow. Five and three, four out of ten. I like that we disagreed. That was fun. We rarely disagree. It's great. So that's four out of ten for Beach Blank Out Blastoise. Yeah, that's about what that episode deserves. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. All Why right, couldn't Charizard and Blastoise fought for some reason? They should have put hype. the Bulbasaur Mysterious Garden episode after Blastoise. Then we would have gotten a trio of, like, we started, we go back a while ago. We get the trio of the, the original starter episodes all in a row. 
Mm-hmm. And then you jump forward a bit, and you get a trio of episodes that feature the uh, the fully evolved forms. That would have been cool. Yes, I agree. But they didn't. Should have hired me way back then, before I was alive. <laughs> before you were born. Yeah. Well, we do get this little duet of water episodes, mm-hmm. which is fine. Another <laughs> little cohesive little bit for the podcast. Yes, I like it. wet and wild. Episode 63, The Misty Mermaid. So we we really zip around the yep. map. Someone has a Pokemon with Fly, HM Fly. <laughs> we really skipped the filler here. The gang is in Viridian City now. We've made it. Misty has Horsey swimming in a fountain, as she does sometimes. But Horsey seems really down, really upset. Meanwhile, Pikachu and Togepi do uh, calisthenics. Very yeah. cute. <laughs> but, but Brock believes Horsey wants more space to swim and more time to swim. She's pretty cooped up. And so they're all, they're going to go, and I hate this, they're going to go all the way back to Cerulean City. This is what I mean by zipping around the map. It's because, <laughs> like, it has taken us 63 episodes doing this journey. And it actually does, like, with all the filler in between, it does make traveling in this in this series seem fairly uh, in-depth. It seems fairly mm-hmm. like, a, like a big endeavor. And then suddenly they're like, let's go to Cerulean. Okay, we're in Cerulean. (laughs) It kind of reminds me, okay, Game of Thrones. They they start in that show taking forever to travel from somewhere. They're like, we're going to be like, it's going to be super medieval. Like to travel in medieval times takes a really long time, right? And it's like a whole season for a character to travel somewhere. And by the later seasons, they're like, okay, let's go to that place. Okay, we're at this place. (laughs) Just like this. You joked about someone having fly, but it really is like fast travel in a video game. You 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 take a while to get there. The first time, and then from there, you can just whoop, warp there. Yeah, they have definitely unlocked fast travel. But it's just funny, because, like, we've had so much filler getting to Cinnabar. It's like, oh, my God, we're at Cinnabar. We can get a badge. And then we have to wait until we get back to Viridian. We go and into this episode thinking, how much filler like, Let's is going to be? How much filler <laughs> is there going to be before we get back to Viridian City? And they're like, we're in Viridian City. And then you're like, oh, my God, we're going to get to this badge. And they're like, well, you know what? Let's fuck off from Viridian City. Let's go back to Cerulean for no goddamn reason. Because they need a body of water for horsey. Like, like what? Okay. Because <laughs> like, there isn't like a pond nearby. Because you, like, you didn't just cross an you didn't ocean just cross again the ocean? to get back from yeah. Cinnabar. It's crazy. But they decide to go back to Cerulean because there's an aquarium there at the gym and Misty hasn't been home in a The while. only indoor pool in all of Kanto. <laughs> and suddenly we're there. So <laughs> we see a, a poster on the front of the gym for an underwater ballet that's going to be happening. And there's going to be a famous star that makes a return Ooh. to Cerulean City. Ash notes she kind of looks like Misty. Brock is simping. That's of weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> we want that's Misty. <laughs> yeah. So the three sisters, uh, I put, I don't remember their names. It was Daisy, Violet, and Lily. I think that's it. I, I We will probably flowers? just call them the sisters. Like in yeah. various, maybe yeah, their names at various points, they're a little bit interchangeable. They all have a Valley Girl accent. Oh my gosh, God. Misty, what took so long? I can't believe it. You told me you were coming back to Cerulean, and we got we got all ready for your arrival. Oh, oh my God, duh! You gotta get the uhs in there. The <laughs> yeah, the duh uh, off the hard. That's pretty good. Pretty good. I gotta <laughs> so, get you to give me a lesson on impressions sometime. <laughs> I don't know how I do them, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I can't a explain them. I can explain it if it's a, if it's throaty, but that's ah. about it. Because otherwise, I don't know. How, I don't know. What to, I don't know what to say. Because I got the throaty theory down packed. Everything else is just performance. <laughs> got it. So Horsey gets to swim, 
Yeah, and is instantly six. healed of depression. That's <laughs> <laughs> how it works, baby. Just go outside. Put on some run. The only thing you need to carry your depression is some running shoes. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, you know what millennials need from all their sad? <laughs> they just need fresh some air. hard work. Fresh <laughs> air. Fresh pull, air. Up, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. Cut so, some wood. So uh, Bro- Brock notes that it's coming along swimmingly. Thank you, Brock. Nice. Uh, the sisters have to get to rehearsing. Uh, Misty asks if she can help with anything. Uh, Brock asks if he can meet the underwater, famous underwater ballerina. They tell him he already has. You already have. Because it it's Misty. in front of you all along. <laughs> Ooh, the call was coming from inside the house. And it was so Misty. So it is Misty. And then we see real fish again at the aquarium. They haven't, they haven't swapped these fish out for fish Pokemon. But uh, we get some explanation. The sisters aren't pulling crowds anymore like they used to with their shows. And then they got this idea that they're going to force their sister to perform an entire show underwater. Oh, and they guilt her hard. They're basically like, they'll be children. Think of the children. (laughs) Think of the kids. uh. (laughs) Tickets are selling. Yeah, we already sold tickets. We already sold the tickets. People are uh. into it. So they beg, beg, and beg Missy to do it. She gives in eventually. Well, Ash and Brock are kind of into it. They're like, you know what? You could probably, you could probably do it. Like Ash really wants to see this show. He's very in- interested in, the, in what this show is. Yeah. Then we get another little, little, just a little, a little clip of Togepi almost falling in the pool and Pikachu trying to save her. But falls this is like sick. a say a side repeating gag that falls up right where we're Toge- where when something's to going on and people aren't it. paying attention to Togepi. Togepi like almost falls over and Pikachu tries to save Togepi, but then. Ends up being the one to follow. Yeah. Pikachu is really looking after Togepi. And I love it. Yeah, he's got like this older sibling kind Mm -hmm. of vibe. And then it's always like, yeah, there's always like a gag where he falls. So it's rehearsal time for the performance. They uh, they walk the gang through the story. Something about the princess and pirates. And there's a seal. And the prince does something princely and saves the princess. And... They fall in love and they raise a bunch of steel and that's that's about it. It's, it's that's just, basically verbatim what they say. Yeah, pretty basic. And, and Brock really likes the prince and Ash likes the seals. I like seal too. I'm a fan <laughs> yeah. of seal. Seal is the funniest Pokemon because it's just a fucking. It's seal. just a seal. His name <laughs> is just Seal. That is true. Hey that Frank, like, what kind of Pokemon? You, what, what Pokemon have you drawn to show us today? Oh, I got this uh, this seal here. Uh, I don't know what to call it, but it's just this white seal. We'll call it seal. <laughs> I think they act like that's But that's so just mysterious. the name of the animal. Well, take out the A and put another E in. Bingo, bango, ship it. And that's yeah, yeah. the story of seal. I know. It's it's crazy. It's like if you were designing an RPG and everyone has these like medieval names. They're like, this is Gregor and this is Mordecai and this is... Cersei and and who else who else are we bringing along and this is Gary <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that that's seal it's a seal it's got a little horn on its head that's about it that's all it's uh notable about it but I, I love seal great yeah Brock likes the charming prince Ash likes the seal team rocket also wants to see the show we yeah, they're interested in the ballet. We find out that James took modern dance <laughs> of course <laughs> so he he's did. really of into course it. he did <laughs> <laughs> they want a ticket to his show the show's gonna be their ticket to get some Pokemon. I really was kind of hoping they didn't do a scheme this episode, and they just were like really interested in this show. But yeah, alas. I thought that's maybe where it would go too—that they were gonna be like fans. Yeah, and then maybe see Ash and the gang be like, oh, "It's the Twops." 
Yeah, exactly. But, you know, we don't like get the, anything. And then year. think like that they're going to stop their fun. Like, we're just here to see an awesome ballet. You're not going <laughs> to yeah. stop us. And there's like, and the conflict becomes, it's just like a misunderstanding. That'd be good. So now it's showtime. Pikachu's drinking a soda. Adorable. I love it. Just Pikachu doing human things. I'm here for. Oh, definitely. Uh, I also noted I really love the crude drawings of the Pokemon on the wall of the, the aquarium. I don't know if you noticed it. No, I didn't. They, they look like drawings that I did of Pokemon as a kid. <laughs> so very much like child childhood yeah. drawings. As a child, I spent a lot of time, especially in summers, drawing Pokemon and then cutting them out and taping them to my wall. Sweet. It was great. Great time. Yeah, I, I love that time as a kid where like when you're really into something. So and even if you're not a good artist, I mean I wasn't a good artist, but I would I would draw things too. I remember I had a phase where I liked drawing the cows from Harvest Moon. <laughs> okay. I would just like draw the cows. They're pretty fucking cute cows. They are very cool cow designs. Yeah, I love how their eyes look, like just charming. Yeah, my Pokemon drawings were not good there. <laughs> oh, neither were my cows. No, but like, God, whatever. No. <laughs> but that's the fun of being a child, and I, I miss yeah, that. Yeah. I, I have to pay bills now, and I don't like it. Oh, bills are the opposite of Harvest Moon cow drawings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we get, a, we get a big water tank. Show begins. Once upon a time, there were lots of water Pokemon that lived with their friend, the mermaid, and it's very elegant. And we yeah, and get... so Misty's a mermaid, and she's diving around the aquarium doing a great job. The crowd is super into it. They're like, this is awesome. These effects are totally cool, man. <laughs> and we even get this like behind-the-scenes peek, which I actually really appreciated. The show is not just being like, oh, Misty can hold her breath underwater for an hour. They show us that there is at least one section of the set that she can go into, and there's an air pocket, and she can take a breath. And later, there's a, in, her, in her clam, when she's, quote-unquote, goes to sleep, she puts on like a little scuba thing yeah, and is able to breathe. So I, yeah, that I, I, I appreciated it, that from the realism Because at first standpoint. it's kind of like, wow, she's really, she really going to hold her breath this whole time? Is she going to die? Team Rocket ambush the sisters and they take over the villain roles. Right, Jessie, so this is behind the set now because the, yeah. the the sisters are going to play the, the evil pirates or whatever. But Team Rocket pops up and, oh, we can be the villains. We wouldn't even have to act. <laughs> So Jesse takes the uh, prince. I put the prince outfit. Maybe it's the pirate outfit. I'm not sure. Oh, James. She takes the masculine outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And James in a really pink tutu. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) And so uh, we get one of my favorite James lines ever. We get we get uh, a sequence of lines. uh, Meowth looks like the real bad guy showed up. And then Jesse says, what do you mean bad? Nobody's better at stealing water Pokemon than we are. And then James very bluntly says, and next time we steal men's clothes. <laughs> in the tutu. <laughs> I loved that. I laughed I laughed out loud at that one. That was great. So they dive into sure, the water. Sure, James. It, it's dive- okay, James. Like You like wearing women's next clothes? Next time we That's steal cool. men's clothes. He can own it. He can own it. You look great <laughs> in the tutu, James. So they dive in. We get the motto. It's, it's normal motto, except for Meowth. That's wet. <laughs> Why'd I laugh at that? That's stupid. <laughs> but I just laughed again. <laughs> Meowth just cracks me up. But the crowd is here for it. They love it. They think this oh, is they're all so part of the show. Oh, they're so into it. And uh, Meowth, it, it's time to steal the show. And he lowers the balloon into the theater. Bring up the water Pokemon and we'll bring down the house. Yeah, a Starmie is born. And so they, they drag off the Goldeen. Uh, I don't know who says it, but someone says, make like a clam and scram. And I thought that was fun. Ooh, beautiful. It's a fun, uh, fun saying. And so, uh, meanwhile, the narration of the play is still going on. I guess it's on just like an audio track. The prince is about to go on when Ash and Brock 
intercept the the sister that's playing the prince and they they jump into the water. The other sisters fall out of a locker where Team Rocket stuck them. And it's underwater battle time. And this rips ass. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, right. So Ash and Brock are, are in the water now. Team Rocket uses Arbok first. Like, they're ready to fight mm-hmm. underwater battle. Now, they've set up that, like, water Pokemon are what uh, can uh, thrive in the water. What's the deal with the Arbok? <laughs> they pick Arbok first. Some snakes can breathe and fight underwater. So it actually kind of makes a little sense. Kind of real, does. Realistically. Yeah. But yeah, it's Arbok. Versus Horsey. Misty sends Horsey at him. Aww. Bubble from Horsey does fuck all. Yeah. Does nothing. Bubble's trash. But uh, Arbok goes for the rap. Horsey smoke screens. And uh, a Seeking emerges from the smoke to horn attack it. And then does a uh, horn drill. Which horn drill, it's not how horn drill works in the games. Horn drill is a uh, one hit KO attack. If it lands, it kills. Point oh, blank. Oh, cool. This is not how horn drill worked here. Seeking skewer that Arbok. Yeah, We're having much. skewered snake tonight. Snake kebabs. There's a few Oko moves in the game. There's horn drill. There's fissure, which a fissure in the earth is supposed to open up and the Pokemon falls into it. We get an anal fissure and it goes septic. Yeah. yeah it's, it's terrible. It's a, it's a long drawn out process. But, you, know, <laughs> you need antibiotics, but you can't find them. So then yeah. you just die. It kills eventually. Uh, there's sheer cold, which I don't think is in Gen 1 and it gets introduced later, but it's just you, you freeze to death, literally. And then probably the most brutal move in the game, straight up called guillotine. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like French just, Revolution guillotine. Yeah, you just chop off the Pokemon's head. That's it. There you go. You did it. You win. Oh, my God. Like Louis the 16th. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, horn drill does not work like that in uh, in the game, as shown in the anime. It, it kills if it hits. But they uh, send out Weezing next. Team Rocket sends out Weezing uh, underwater. Still, he floats to the top immediately. Yeah, instantly can't breathe. Floats to the surface. And, and this is where the sisters have popped up again. They got out of the locker, I guess, and and they're like, only water Pokemon can battle in water. They say and that Arbok. in the episode. Yeah. and Arbok is not a water Pokemon. But they uh, the sisters throw in a Psyduck. But he he can't hold his breath underwater. He panics. He jumps out. It's great. It's not like, but he is a water Pokemon, and, and the crowd thinks that he's like a comedy part of the, the show. They're like, <laughs> he's ah, the we court love that Yeah, exactly. It's not even Misty Psyduck, and it's great. We just love all Psyduck. Oh, really? That's not Misty Psyduck. I don't it's think just so. A Psyduck. Yeah, okay. I think it's just their Psyduck. Oh, Psyduck rules. And so it's Squirtle time. Ash sends Squirtle out. Uh, underwater tackle. Not a thing. It's just tackle. I knew you were going to call that Doesn't out. have to be underwater. I, I just, just I get the feeling. Okay. Ash is the little kid watching the show who doesn't really understand the show. Like Ash is the kid who is playing in the playground and it's like making up moves. Yeah. <laughs> and that is what Ash is doing in the show. So he's both like, he's both a stand-in because a kid watching it could do that too, right? As he's kind of mm-hmm. like bringing the kid into the show. But at the same time, it just feels like he is a like a kid <laughs> in the show. He's just like making stuff up. You can't tag me. I put up a force field. <laughs> I, I have an anti-force field Batman device that Batman <laughs> gave me called the Bat Anti-Force Field. Well, I've got the device. anti-Bat Anti-Force Field in my pocket. <laughs> well, I have a giant missile that just goes through force fields. Well, I have an AK-47. Because my dad made it. AK-47, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I got it. I got it. Dark. <laughs> Only in America. Uh, where were we? Squirtle tackles. Starmie does a spin attack thing. 
seeking goes for a jab on Arbok. Jesse tells Arbok to go for a poison sting. Nowhere in this sequence does he ever poison sting. He just kind of like lunges at them and tries to bite them. Not poison yep. sting. That's correct. But uh, Seal jumps in front to defend everybody. <gasps> Team Rocket laughs at them. But the music. Oh, I wrote down keyboard music kicks ass. It's like just a wild synth kicks in. It's so that that I think that specific track is my favorite of the tracks that they kind of reuse every once in a while for yeah. epic epic moments because it's very like oh shit's going down. And it's very Pokemon, right? Like it's oh, it's yeah. a classic Pokemon. It's a remix song. of a, of a yeah. Pokemon theme, yeah. Yeah. So sealed swims some circles around Arbok. Misty commands the headbutt, and the sisters are like, "Wow, we wow, we didn't know." What's the accent? Um, <laughs> the Valley Girl accent. I, I can do accents sometimes, but I also forget how to do them entirely. Oh my! Oh my God! Uh, so the the sisters, we don't we didn't know Seal could be that Seal that could be that strong. We never let it be itself. Huh? Oh, uh, that was horrible. But whatever. They never let Seal <laughs> be itself. They never knew it had potential. And he goes for an Aurora, an Aurora beam, and then Seal starts to glow. Ooh, it so this Aurora beam. Do you just like fucks up Arbok with a light? <laughs> like yeah. A flashlight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Aurora beam is actually supposed to be, but I mean, it makes sense. It's like a northern light, I guess, because yeah, this is such like an Arctic creature, yeah. but like what? I don't know. Whatever. It's just like turns on a flashlight mode of his cell phone and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sprays it at the Arbok. But he evolves into Dugong with some of the greatest Pokemon voice acting in the entire show. Dugong, gong, gong. Dugong. I'm, I'm glad you can do it. Dugong. Dugong. That's great. This is a, that's a perfect impression. It's like he's really here with us, folks. It's like Dugong's really here. Dugong. You can and go so, for coffee with him. Dugong is bigger seal. I should, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. The that's sea it. lion Pokemon. He's it's water and ice. It's bigger. It's long, slender seal. What's seal that's, doing? He's getting that's longer. Dugong. That's Dugong. Dugong. And so uh, Jesse yeah. goes, get that seal or doodad or whatever it is. <laughs> Ash pulls Dexter on it. De- apparently the Pokedex works underwater. I think that's an interesting thing. to Very know. nice device. And yeah, Jesse said, get that seal or doodad or whatever it is. Uh, Dugong expertly dodges, whacks Arbok with its tail, ice beams Arbok and Jesse and James into a solid block of ice. And then the gang gets everyone out of the water. So then Pikachu can safely blast them with an electric, one last electric attack, shattering their ice, sending them flying into the air to the good music again. Dugong jumps in, gets one last hit, gets whacks one last them with hit. their tail, redirecting them into the balloon. They go flying and blasting off again. And this whole time, the crowd still thinks this is the show. The crowd freaking loves it. it there's I mean, a it's water great. component, there's comedy, there's an air show. There's Ooh. puns. It's so Get your thing. money worth. There's a seal evolving into a dugong gong. That impression is so good. <laughs> Dugong's so fun. A- after it's all resolved, we're, we're jump forward a little bit. We get from the sisters, the shows are sold out for the next six months, even though no show is going to be nearly as good as this one. It's all going to be shit. I think this is going to be a case where, like, this crowd definitely told their friends, so like, oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah. And then they're going to check in with them later, so like, how'd you like that show? And they're like, to be honest, like, it was just okay. (laughs) It wasn't that good. But didn't the seal... Did, well, what did about the, the yeah? What about the seal? What about the dugong? What about the uh, the, the air Arbok balloon? Attack. What about the meowth? Yeah, <laughs> the Arbok <laughs> attack, the the talking meowth, the seal evolving. <laughs> it was amazing. The guy in the tutu. They're like, what? 
guy in the tutu. It was just three women with <laughs> what are you strange about? Californian accents. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they want to borrow Misty's Pokemon. They don't have enough water Pokemon, apparently. So Misty decides to leave behind Horsey. As this is a good, this is a good spot for Horsey to swim around a lot. gives her gives it the space it needs, and she leaves behind Horsey and Starmie. Yeah, the Horsey kind of made sense since that was like sort of part of the crux of the original plot. Horsey's the reason we were but, there. But then they just like they just keep man. They these sisters just want to suck Misty dry. They want to take everything from what her. What about that they're Starmie? Like, they're like, you. We got the show. We got the Horsey. We want more. <laughs> Give us Starmie, and can we have this Togepi? No. And, and can you eat transfer me twenty thousand dollars? Okay, thanks. <laughs> she tries to pawn Psyduck off on them. And they're like, no, we're not that desperate. <laughs> That's where they draw the line. The gang is once again heading back to Viridian City. Ash tells Misty you were pretty amazing back there. An actual compliment. But Misty throws us back in and uh save the sweet talk, Lash. You still owe me a bike. She almost forgets for a moment, right? Yeah. She's like, what was I mad about? Well, she Brock's forgot like, for a while, and then last the episode, <laughs> last episode, Brock's like, yeah, he owes you a bike, and now she's not going to forget it ever again. That's right. And that's the episode. All right, so that brings us to literary hour. So I, a, I'm going to zone in on the, uh, the story within a story aspect. Oh, yeah, like Little Mermaid's an easy one just because of the title. Easy, um, easy. But that's the title. Like The actual episode isn't really like The Little Mermaid. Well, I mean, um, there's a prince and a mermaid. The, the trope, the device fish. here, you know, this there there's a whole cliche about where there's like a show within a show on a show mm-hmm. <laughs> or where they need to put on a performance or that sort of thing. But we'll zone in on what's probably the best known sort of like an older version of this trope from literature, which is just thinking about like how do we frame storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is about stories where they're framed as a story within a story. So you're listening to the story, and the story is about someone who is telling various stories. And that's kind of how we are exposed to it. So I'm going to bring up the 1001 Nights, also known as Arabian Nights. This is one of those things where people have kind of like, they kind of heard maybe some of the stories, but mm-hmm. like I haven't actually r- read these uh, firsthand. It's just that all of these stories kind of have leaked into pulp culture a lot but the main story is is about a king who i believe is uh just flying through wives like king henry VIII, <laughs> and is uh marrying virgins and killing them and i don't really know why because i haven't read it eventually a woman offers herself as the next bride and on the night of the marriage she starts to tell him stories and the idea is that the king is so enthralled by the stories that he keeps her alive so that he can mm-hmm. hear the next one the next night yeah and this is the frame for telling all of these uh uh, different stories. The stories are historical tales, love stories, it's all from Wikipedia, tragedies, comedies, etc. All kinds of things. So yeah, really just zoning in that story within a story. I think this is one of the first times where we've sort of seen this trope in Pokemon and it definitely won't be the last because this is a pretty common trope. So yeah, we'll go with that. The framed storytelling. Yeah, and the real comparison is uh, the the sisters, if, Mis- if Misty does not uh, continue to perform in this show, uh, they will kill her. So that's... That's, that's true. The app, that's the app <laughs> they have been killing young women left and right by forcing <laughs> them to be mermaids. They actually lied. Their show has been going downhill because they've killed so many people. <laughs> they are about to be shut down for murder. And uh, Misty could be next. So uh, watch out, Misty. Misty can watch out. Meanwhile, we shall move into the full, the full power. 
Le faux pas. Le faux pas. French four pour. Le faux pas. French Canadian four pour. And the first category will be Misty's exasperation. That's Ooh. topical. It's topical. She doesn't necessarily get too mad in this one. She definitely just kind of well, she gets into guilt- it all. Guilted into <laughs> she gets guilted. The thing. She's she's pretty distraught at the beginning. She's really conflicted. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> she's exasperated about Ash's compliment at the end. I think mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. is a little annoyed by Brock's uh, attraction to the mermaid on the poster and wanting to meet the mermaid. Yes, his, his uh, often misplaced sexuality, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I don't think it's bad. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean, and it's a misty episode. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's like a seven for me. Yeah, I, I'll meet you at seven. I'm good with that. Category number two. Meowth's puns. Ooh, well, it isn't the one before this. Show's over for Team Rocket, he says at some point when they're about to fly o- uh, away. Meowth, that's wet. Bring up the water Pokemon and we'll bring Meowth, down the that's house. Wet. Yeah, it's time Ooh, to that's steal the show. I don't know if that was Meowth, time to steal the show. But, steal um, the show? Yeah, I think so. Oh, there's the stuff about how we're the real bad guys. Yeah. It's uh, not it's bad. It's not slightly bad. above replacement level for me. That's like a six. Well, yeah, Steal the Show, A Star Me is Born. I mean, he's definitely had better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll go 5. 5.5 for that, and between that and 7 is 6.25. Yep. Math. Go me. Math. And that's it for today. All that right, is, we made it. We made it through the, the long channel of water that was these episodes. We're a drowning man. We are filler, hydrated. Filler overdose. Wow. And, uh, well, you know what? We're not going to have filler overdose for much longer. Because you know what we're doing next week? What's that? What are we we're doing s- next week? We're starting with filler. It's episode 64, Clefairy Tales. Okay. Ooh. But then we're moving right back into some actual progress. Episode 65, The Battle of the Badge. And that would be the Giovanni That episode? is Giovanni. We will oh, be very exciting. You know what's weird is I can both, I both have a strong memory of this episode and I also remember nothing about it. Same. Like I remember, I remember (laughs) watching it. I kind of even remember where I was, but yet I can't tell you anything about it. I just remember that I I watched it and it was like a big deal. I was like, oh my God, they finally got to the eighth one. Yeah, this is, I don't remember it well at all. My only, the only memory I have is the feeling that this is a very different feeling episode. Yeah. I get that feeling but too. But I don't even know if that's like true. melodramatic. We'll is find kind out of what it what week. it imprinted on me. Yeah. Well, that's for next we week. We will find out. So we're excited for that. In the meantime, you know, hope you enjoyed this episode. Two Kill a Deli Bird comes out every Monday on the Hydra Leech YouTube channel, as well as wherever you find fine podcasts just called uh, Two Kill a Deli Bird. Check us out. You probably have if you're listening to us. Uh, yeah. Please leave us a, a review, you know, follow all of that stuff would be great. If you'd like to let us know how we're doing or, or kind of uh, interact at all, please leave comments on the YouTube channel. You can also email us at 2 at delibird at gmail.com. Intro and outro music is Alex is 80 Synthwave by Alexi Action. And I'd like to just shout out, you know, some of the, the common websites we've been using for some of our materials. So we look at Bulbapedia quite a bit. I've been using TV tropes to help with some of my uh, research for the literary hours. Um, and then also, you know, stuff like Wikipedia. 
and various fan sites. Uh, I also used the WonkaFandom.com for my <laughs> Augustus Gloop uh, analysis this week. I do have a uh, specific request for anyone that's still listening at this point. I am. I got thinking this week. I want to know how exactly you found us. That's what I want to know. Ah, that's so a good if one. You're, if you're on YouTube, let me know. Was it shorts? Was it uh, just algorithm in the recommended videos? How did you find us there? Spotify, same thing. Like, were, were you looking for something Pokemon to just kind of show up? I don't really know how searching uh, for podcasts on Spotify works or all other platforms, stuff like that. Just I, let us let me know if you're if you're on YouTube comment. Spotify has uh, there's a little Q&A thing you can can submit there. Uh, otherwise, yeah, email us. I'm I just I would really like to know if you're still listening at this point. Yeah, that'd be really useful, you know, so we can look at ways to get the podcast out there, grow the community, love the community that we have, can always get bigger, but we're uh, we're loving the engagement. I get a nice big dopamine hit when I see that I got a new YouTube comment, so keep it up, keep it up, love, folks. I love comments, yeah, whenever there's a comment on there, it's like, and they've been nice and positive, like, love it, love it. And if they're negative, it will fuel me, it'll fuel my <laughs> rage, so... Uh, Our guardian rage yeah, will, will will commence. I will laugh at you and uh, not take any criticism into account. So there you go. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. I will take. Mean criticism goes like, to the trash. If it's just you being like, "Fuck you," you guys are stupid. I'll just be like, <laughs> "I'll give your comment a heart because that's funny." But I'll be like, "Love you, love you, bye." All right, love you, bye. Episode's <laughs> over. <laughs> Get out of here. Go home.